0: Welcome to the Beauty in the Network podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Jones, marketing and strategy coach to beauty pros and creative service-based business owners that are ready to ditch the hustle. I went from struggling solo bridal beauty artists to managing a agency of 17 bridal hair and makeup artists that services four states. Tune in to learn how to start, scale, and maintain a sustainable business that does not require the hustle. Learn from myself and other industry experts of how we created our dream businesses and how you can start stepping into the truest version of your own CEO self. Let's go. Hey friends, it's Jasmine and welcome back to another episode of the Beauty in the Network podcast. Today I have another special guest. Today we have Sue from the Beauty Biz Collective and Sue is going to tell you a little bit about if you should consider having assistance or if going a team is the route for you. Now, Sue actually has done both. Sue had a Partner who was able to have a bridal beauty team with her, but she found out that a team wasn't really her jam and she went back to actually having assistance instead of managing a team. Now, I know that there's a lot of talk this year specifically around starting a team, the benefits of having a team, and that is exactly what we talk about in today's episode. So, if you have been on the fence wondering, you know, what is the best next move in your business, today's episode might be the perfect one for you. Also, if you want to follow Sue on Instagram and listen to her podcast, definitely make sure that you check out the show notes so you can connect with her and so you can take a listen to her podcast. Let's tune in. All
1: right. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a special guest we have Miss Suzanne. She is going to be our guest expert for today. And before I even dive on in into trying to give her an intro, you just heard a little bit about what today's episode is going to be about. I'm just going to go ahead and pass it over to Suzanne. So she can just let us know a little bit about who she is, who she helps, and what you can expect out of this episode today. So go ahead, Suzanne, and take over.
2: Hi everyone. Uh, So my name is Sue or Suzanne, either one, and um, I am a marketing coach for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists. Um, I was previously a full-time hairstylist and makeup artist for weddings and a previous full team owner of hairstylists and makeup artists serving three states Um, near the the region's capital. Uh, So I, I have been through a little bit of everything. I've done a little bit of it all.
1: Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I'm super excited about her talk. Um, Sue just had me on her podcast and Mm -hmm. it was a good time. So I'm just gonna let you guys know, like you're in for a treat today. (laughs) So let me go ahead and get on into my first question. So you mentioned that you also had a team, which is Uh amazing. So for you, how did you decide if a team was best for you or a solo model? How did you decide which was better for you? And what experiences did you personally have with it?
2: So um, I started out as a solo artist. And back then, uh, you know, almost 15 years ago now, when I started, I was just doing makeup. And I used to get all these people all the time that were asking, okay, well, do you do hair? And I was like, you know, you don't want me touching your hair. Uh, I just do makeup. I'm, I'm good with that. And so I was like, well, you know what? I really should think about teaming up with somebody. And so I found someone who did hair. We got along really well. We started booking a bunch of weddings together. And the next thing you know, there was no way we could handle all of these weddings together. So we kind of like merged our two businesses under one business name. So I took on a business partner Um, and we started hiring all these people. It started out just as assistants uh, to help us get through vital parties faster. And then we were like, okay, we'll take newbies and we'll train them up as being like traditional assistants, not like the second artist kind of thing. Like here, help me pack my stuff, prep the hair, please put their lipstick on, you know like all the little assistant kind of jobs. So we can get an idea of like their professionalism and all those kinds of things train them up, eventually send them out on weddings on their own. Then that way they knew like the systems and how we liked everything done. And then we started hiring more people and more people and more people. Um, and then I decided I didn't like that. (laughs) I did not (laughs) like that anymore. Uh, that being in charge of running a team was not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I basically gave it all over to my business partner and said, "Um, this is your baby. Now, if I come back to weddings, I'm not going to do it as a team owner. I was, I realized that my happy place was really just being in charge of my own self and uh, being responsible for my accountability rather Mm -hmm. than constantly stressing and worrying about other people's accountability as well um, so I took a year off went to cosmetology school and learned to do hair uh, and then I came back and was like okay I don't need anybody else I can just I can just do it all myself and now I have like a team of assisting artists who are independent hairstylists and makeup artists that I can kind of swap in to be a second artist for me when I have bigger teams. So that kind of like hybrid model, um, works much better for me now. Cause I still get to have other people there with me and work with me. Um, but I'm not necessarily responsible, uh, so much for managing other people. Cause I realized as much as I thought I was a good people manager, I was not, I was not a good people manager.
1: <laughs> And that's totally fine. Like, I always tell people, like, you never know until you actually put yourself out there in, in a situation to actually figure out what you, mm-hmm. do you like, what you don't like. And, you know, results are just results. You can always go back and change, you know, what things look like. It's not the, yeah. the this is this is what it is. And I just have to deal with it. Like, you can always shift it, change it to what's best for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. So that is something that I have a lot of people ask, you know, questions about like, oh my gosh, my business is growing and I think I need to start a team. And it's like, do you need a team or do you just need assistance? So what's a really good tip um, since you've actually like went through both What is a really good tip for someone who is trying to decide, you know, should I go the team route or should I actually just hire assistants? What are some tips um, that you would think uh, would be like a really helpful for somebody to identify what's the best for them?
2: Um, Having been through all three different iterations of my business, I think it's really important to ask yourself what level of commitment you want to make to this um, in terms of time because each level is gonna have a different commitment of time.
0: And Mm -hmm. it did
2: not work for me at that point in my life because I had two very small children. I had two toddlers and the studio was based out of my home. And so every single bride that came in was coming in and out of my home and doing over a hundred brides a year and those were just the ones that actually booked us. There were there there wasn't a high percentage who would come in for trials and then not book. Mm-hmm. I would say like ninety five percent of the people that came in for the studio loved us and ended up booking um, right there at the trial. But it, it was it was too much traffic. It was too much time. Um, mm-hmm. There was it was just too much time commitment. So you have to ask yourself: Am I in a place where I can make that time commitment, or is it easier for me? to manage booking in additional people. But if you're going to go that hybrid route, you have to have a really strong network of Mm. other people that you can trust because you can't just come in and say, okay, well, I'm just going to find other people to come and assist me. And then you're on like Instagram a month before the wedding going, Hey, you available for this date? Like no, that's not really going to work. You need to have that relationship already established and that trust, and that takes time. So um, I think it really kind of comes down to how strong is your network and how much time are you willing to invest? Um, is that the route that you want to go? Because there are definitely people out there who are like, no, I'm not, I'm not hiring a team. That's so not for me. I like working um, for myself and hiring other people and then there are other ones who are like I don't even want to bother with trying to find second artists if I can't handle that whole bridal party myself like she's got to find a second person herself like and they put that on the bride so there are people who are just like okay this is what I have the time and the commitment for this is what I don't have the time and commitment for
1: yeah and that's such that's such a good kind of like identification too because there's options there's so many options for you and I feel like you know, being in the beauty world we kind of see, you know, one person doing business a different way and this person doing business that way. And then we only see those things happening. So we feel like, oh, this is how it has to be done. This is the only option for me. This is the only lane. Mm-hmm. And they don't really venture out into all of these different, you know, lanes that are possibilities for them. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, going on Instagram, trying to find people a, a month before, you know, like, oh my gosh, like, even with like some of our, uh, some of our artists um, on our team, you know. Some some of them got COVID and, you know, like I yes. found myself like reaching out to my own networks and like, like literally 99% of those babes are already booked. And I was like, oh Lord, now I have to go into the DMs, and yeah. it's stressful. It is stressful. And you're like, I don't know if this person is flaky. I don't know if this person person's work is actually their work. And you really have to go off of your gut instinct. And sometimes it's it's good. And sometimes it's, you know, you just have to like learn your lesson. But when you're testing things out in your business, like the best way to figure out what works for you is just to give it a try test it out test and you know work for other people see you know what works best for you when it comes to finding artists or getting a team and what you're um actually willing to be committed to um in the long term not just for you know what feels fun for right now (laughs) yeah yeah so yes yes definitely so something that you mentioned earlier is that you um help other artists how to market themselves so Mm -hmm. I am such a marketing nerd and tell when I have other like marketing people on here I'm like yes let's nerd out so for you like what really um prompted you into creating an online branch of your business where you're helping other bridal beauty professionals like what really led to you wanting to do that
2: well uh during COVID um a lot of shifts and changes just happened in my personal my professional life uh in general Mm -hmm. I have always loved teaching um, I've always loved um, sharing my knowledge with the world. Uh, it feels to me very much like I'm leaving something behind. Like it, we all have that, like that drive to to leave our mark on the world. Um, and I'm very satisfied as a parent to be like, okay, I've reproduced. I've like left a physical mark on the world. Maybe they'll cure cancer someday or something. I don't know. Um, but I was like, well, how can I have a little bit more direct impact? And teaching um, is just something that feels very fulfilling to me. Uh, so I've always had that love. But way back, like in college, like twenty something years ago, um, I actually was going to be a English teacher and a like theater and drama nerd kind of like teacher and everything. Yeah. So I've I've always had that mindset of sh- becoming a teacher uh, and then when I was in cosmetology school some of the instructors I think it was really because I was uh, older than most of the instructors at the cosmetology school I just got a baby face I and I got the baby face and the gray hairs I'm a lot older than I look and so they were all like why are you here <laughs> and I, they were like you know you've been working in the industry for so long and I was like well I'm doing light hairstyling for you know shoots and things like that. I'm here to get my license. And they were like, as soon as you graduate, you should turn around and get your educator's license. And they were like, and then you should turn around and come back and teach for us. And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not why I'm here. I don't wanna teach cuts and colors and all that kind of stuff. Um, I had a home studio and I did cuts and colors for mm-hmm. my own clients for a while. And then when COVID all kind of came around and hit, I was like, well, maybe it's a, maybe it's a sign from the universe. A lot of us got a sign that year um, it's time to make a shift. Maybe I'm done with this branch of my life path. And there's, there's a new opportunity, uh, mm-hmm. presenting itself in front of me. And I saw a lot of people creating online education. And I was like, you know what? That's a great way to supplement my income because I'm all about diversifying your income yes. streams. Like my husband has to do our taxes every year. And he's just like, you have, so many places you make money from. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I am, I am making bank. That's what I'm doing, babe. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, you have to figure it all out. And uh, you know, I was like, well, maybe let's, let's go the education route. Let's finally put the, put the feet in the water and jump right in and, and, and try it out. But everybody was doing updos and like, everybody was like, well, I can't work on people but I have a mannequin head. So I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna create updo videos. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I could teach that I'm pretty good at it, but I don't want to do that. It's really, really Mm -hmm. saturated. And I noticed that there was just this empty space in the market when there was not very many people who were talking about business and business only. And I was like, you know what? I'm really good at business. Like I've started a bunch of businesses for the last 20 years I've had, I I go for like three or four years and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Like uh, I've gotten to the easy point. You know, right. like when you make it like a certain level in a game and you're like, okay, I'm bored with this now. i feel right. like, out. let's try That's something new <laughs> with businesses. Like I start over all the time, like every couple of years, I'm like, okay, I figured this out. Time to challenge myself again. Let me start a new one. So I was like, okay, let's go in for education. Let's go in for teaching people business. Cause it's mm-hmm. one, it's something that I'm really good at and I can start a new business teaching business. So yeah. it, it all just kind of fell into it.
1: I love that and you know like the same for me like I always tell people like if I wasn't doing what I'm doing right now I would probably be teaching like preschoolers because little <laughs> babies are just so fun I just love them um, but I I ended up going back to college metrology school to get my instructor's license in like the early the early uh, 2018 uh, year and then I actually mm-hmm. ended up pivoting online because I was like I don't really want to be in a building like I don't want to be in a building and I don't want like people to come to me like oh my gosh this color correction just came in and I'm like "Mm -mm." yeah exactly I I was like I don't want to be here at 8 30 in the morning (laughs)
2: <laughs> my kids right? are in school at that point I could sleep
1: in yes and like one thing that I really love uh, something about what you said is that there is like there's there's such a saturated market out there when it comes to just like people doing like updo's and hair styling. and of course there's so many different styles of you know mm-hmm. boho or modern or like that Russian kind of like you know yes. very intricate like detailing to like the updo's and all of the things but when it comes to like the business side of owning a Bridal Beauty business, there's not really a lot of us out here. I can no, literally really count us on about. one hand. So like for you, something that I really love about like the business side is that everybody has their own different approach. Like you have your own style that works for you and your clients. I have my style that works for me and my clients and it's not a one size fits all and I am so big on telling people that like just because I do something one way in my business, it doesn't necessarily mean that that same strategy is going to work out for you. You might Mm -hmm. have to test it, tweak it and change it to fit your vibe, the types of clients that you're trying to attract and if you're a mama, if you're not a mama, if you're a little bit older, if you're younger, depending on what your lifestyle is and how you want business. To look for you it's completely customizable so when it comes to like uh this isn't a question that i had mapped out but when it comes to uh-huh. like what would be like uh one of your top tips to like give someone um when it comes to like marketing themselves online especially in you know today's world like so many people keep saying like how this is going to be the year that so many weddings are happening, but it's also a year where, where there's going to be a lot more competition um, on social media. So what's a huge piece of like a marketing advice that you can give to a bridal hair or makeup artist who is looking to really like stand out, create their own lane? What would you, what would you tell them right now?
2: So um, I teach and I call myself a relationship marketing coach. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like a term that I just kind of came up with because it's really the crux of how I I teach marketing. Um, Marketing isn't just seeing a message many times over. Um, It is building relationships with your potential audience Mm -hmm. and um, building relationships with your network. And so I think that uh, if you're going to succeed in marketing In modern times these days, um, you need to understand sales psychology and relationships. Uh, You need to understand how people make buying decisions and how they form relationships with different companies. Like I could just start tossing out different company names and everybody listening is going to have a different reaction to that name. They're either going to have a positive or they're going to have a negative reaction. And it is because how they've responded to that company's marketing, what type of relationship do they have with them? And it's a combination of just like the marketing messages that they see, but also their past experiences and their interactions with them. So um, I think it's really important to understand because we're such a digital and social um, based society these days, like Facebook and Instagram and things like that that's how a lot of our shopping is, is done is online understanding how to build relationships with people online will help fast track you a lot faster than the traditional ones. Like I see people posting like Facebook groups all the time. And they'll be like, Oh, I'm just starting. How do I get more bookings? And people will be like, you know, pass out business cards. And I'm like, how old are you? Okay. How old are you that you're giving out the advice to pass out business cards? Mm -hmm you know, that may have, have worked 20 cards. years ago. <laughs> yeah. Nobody holds on to a business. Card. I was just going, you can see my closet in the background here. I was just going through my closet the other day looking for something. And I found this like old leather folio and it had like those little plastic sheets inside and you could slide business cards in there, you know, like on the desk, it was like the little Rolodex. And then I yeah. had like a pad folio and I'm like, Ooh, I've moved on from the eighties. You know, like I don't have the little Rolodex thing on my desk anymore. I've got a pad folio. And it's like, yeah, that's how I ran my business. 15 years ago when I started, I go to networking events. I collect business cards. I passed out my business cards. Nobody uses that anymore. When we go to places, my husband grabs business cards. I'm like, why I'm going to end up throwing that away because you're going to put it in your pocket and I'm going to wash it in the washing machine. You know, (laughs) you, you need to understand like people go online and they will look you up and they will follow you and they will interact with you online well before they will ever remember your business card. So like the biggest tip that I can give to people is when you are speaking with somebody in person, instead of trying to hand out a business card, ask them to pull out their phone, ask them to be like, Hey, are you on Instagram? Almost everybody's on Instagram. They'll be like, yeah, sure. Here, pull up your phone, pull up your Instagram, type in beauty biz collective. Awesome. Click that follow button. And then you pull out your phone and you you go, okay, see, I just... I saw you follow me and you send them a DM and you just say, Hey, thanks for following me. It was great chatting with you. That's going to start a conversation and it's going to open up the algorithm to tell them or to tell Instagram that you people have an interaction now. So now they're going to start seeing more of their stuff. You're going to start seeing more of their stuff and you can start to build that online relationship. The same thing if they're like, well, I don't have an Instagram. Do you have a Facebook? Most people have a Facebook. Do the same thing. You can do it from your business page. It doesn't have to be a personal thing, but start some type of conversation online. Take it from the in-person into the online space. And then it becomes much more effortless. All of the rest of the marketing that you're do- already doing to reach people is now going to be funneled to somebody you have an actual relationship and you've had an actual interaction with. And that will put them one step closer um, to giving you money because you started a, to build a relationship with them.
1: Yes, yes. I absolutely love that. And, you know, it's so true. Like, I think probably in probably like right when the corona, you know, happened. Mm -hmm. I think I ran out of business cards like right before and I've never even like reordered anymore because I just send people my link people hey what's your Instagram I'll just send them my Instagram link like exactly, I I don't have a need to have business cards anymore um, any printed material unless I'm like sending out like a little like PR gift basket or something like that Mm -hmm. but yeah relationships is how you thrive it's so much easier for you to build genuine relationships and I like to tell people go in into genuine relationships without even like looking for anything like hey it's me hopefully you can send me referrals like don't even say any of that like just go in there and just love on their posts see what they're about like t- like say hey girl like hope you just had an amazing day just wanted to t- tell you I love your story about your you know your or chili cheese nachos, that's just <laughs> delicious, or like whatever it is, right? Yeah. And they're they're gonna start referring people to you because you are just genuinely nice and you care, and you're not being a weirdo like the other like weird people who are in their Instagram dms that they just keep deleting their messages um, yeah. because they're just going in there with a the hidden agenda. But that was such an amazing tip, Sue. So. Of course, of course. So for anybody that is wanting to find you online, um, hear about anything that you have coming up. Um, how can people find you? Where are you at online? And do you have anything that you want to tell us about?
2: Uh, yeah. So um, number one is going to be Instagram. Um, it's at beauty biz, biz, collective. So beauty biz collective. All right. Um, so find me on there, click that follow button and send me a DM. Let me know that you heard about me on the podcast today. That helps me track where people are hearing about me from. Um, and then I have a little something that I will send you back for um, a freebie for my step-to-step guide to booking brides. And if you're interested, I do have a Instagram specific training course on how to utilize Instagram to build relationships. So it's the stra- it's, it's the tech on like how to use different features of, of Instagram, but also it's the strategies Um, that go right back into what we've just been talking about, um, uh, building those relationships in the modern way of marketing that is non-salesy and non-pushy, and through stories and DMs and and how to formulate the right kind of captions that inspire people uh, to engage with you rather than just double-click.
1: Yes, yes, I love that, I love that. So I'm going to make sure that I have Sue's information in the show notes so you can follow her on Instagram, make sure that you DM her, let her know that you found her through here. So you get all of the goodies that she's talking about. Yes. Um, but thank you so much. And she has a podcast. Did you say that? I do. She has a podcast? Okay. yes. Yeah, so she has a podcast. I'll link her podcast um, in the show notes as well. So you can go over there and subscribe and listen to all of her amazing episodes. She's been having some amazing um, guest experts on her podcast like you and my episodes coming up too. So you can hear all the things that we talked about, but thank you so much again, Sue, for connecting with us, sharing all of your amazing knowledge and for being here on the podcast.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me. Sorry, my, uh, my, my background's a little messy (laughs) and, and whatnot, but the important part is to, to show up and to do the work. It doesn't have to be perfect
1: yes absolutely done is better than perfect but you're exactly. all good friend uh so you guys can go ahead and follow her in the show notes bye friends bye Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, definitely make sure that you go over to the show notes so you can follow our guests and make sure that you tag us over on social media so that we can shout you out and show you some love for tuning in to today's episode. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you leave a review and tell us what is one thing that you truly truly took away from today's episode and make sure that you follow us over on social. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. I can't wait for you to hang out with us again. Bye friends.